Greg, welcome back into Car Radio. We're on 910 AM, the Superstation. Great to be with you. The second hour of the program, I'm Henry Payne, auto columnist for the Detroit News. Give us a call here at 313-778-7600 if you want to join the conversation. And uh, we're talking with Joe Gaddis now, who's the owner of Apocalypse Manufacturing. And um, Apocalypse is a pretty special pretty special uh, place to uh, make some cars like you've never seen before. This uh, week they rolled out the first six-wheel Ford Bronco. And, uh, Joe, congratulations on the uh, dark horse you're ca- tar- uh, uh, calling this car. And uh, tell us about it a little bit. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. So the dark horse, the Bronco, is a, it's a retro bring-back by Ford. It's a beautiful truck, much anticipated, and it seemed like the natural next thing to do. You know, we've been doing it for a while with the Jeeps and the Gladiators, and then we, we dabbled with the PRX, and we've even done a, a, a Mercedes. You know, they have that uh, the G-Wagon that was timeless when they made it a six-wheeler. And when the Bronco came out, it just seemed like absolutely the necessary thing to do. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, just because you can, you don't have to, but in this case, we, we really had to. And, and the product, uh, it's beautiful. It's a really fun truck to drive. <laughs> yeah, it's a great-looking thing. I, I wrote about it uh, uh, this week for the Detroit News. Uh, we ran a photo gallery with it. I mean, there's there's nothing like this uh, on the road. And that's what I love about it. I mean, this this is street legal, right? I mean, you can take this, uh, you, can, you can drive this to work as well as uh, take it out into the outback. Yeah, it's a, it's a daily driver. There's no CDL license needed. It's not terribly heavier than it is stock. I mean, obviously, you got an axle and extra set of wheels on there. Um, but our, what makes it you know, special to us is that we've got our tandem uh, custom-made axle in the middle there. We, we hand-make that axle, and it's a true pass-through to, to get the power going through the first axle, then onto the second axle, and have them tied together. Where, you, know, you can make a U-turn with this thing, and the, the four tires in the rear work together to get you around the corner instead of fight each other, hop and skip or any of that. So, uh, Joe, you, you guys, as you say, you've been uh, working in this space for a while, uh, uh, produced um, some other vehicles based on the Jeep Gladiator. Uh, you, you did uh, something called the Warlord, which is the uh, which is a six-wheeler based on the Ram TRX. It, it's got to be really exciting to you to have this competition before between Ford and Jeep now. I mean, Jeep really sort of owned this space for a long time uh, with the Wrangler and then subsequently with the Gladiator. But now you have Ford and Jeep really engaged uh, and, and just raising the level of passion for this uh, segment of car. Uh, that, that's got to be exciting for you guys. You're absolutely right. And, and, and it is raising – uh, the standard of what you're getting there because you've got Ford and Jeep going head-to-head in the same space, you know, doorless, topless, buggy, beach, Sunday fun truck, and, and now they're both trying to outdo each other. So it's fun for us to grab one of each and say, hey, look, let's let's inject this one with steroids and see what it comes out on the other end. <laughs> uh, you start with this uh, uh, Bronco. You, you bring a uh, – your shop is in Fort Lauderdale. You bring a – a stock Bronco into the shop. Uh, I think it's got what the 2.7 turbo six in it. Um, uh, Four wheel drive, obviously comes standard. Uh, then you guys put it on the operating table. T- uh, tell us how you transform this into a six wheeler. 
step one, we take a hacksaw and just slice the rear end of the vehicle straight away off. Take the whole back end off, and then we cut the frame. Uh, and then we start fabricating our own frame. We, uh, you know, we plasma out the pieces after we've designed them up on CAD and uh, make our own frame for the rear that will accept the exact same suspension system that the, the back axle currently has, which is a you know, coil over and whatnot at an angle. Do a four-link uh, control arm setup for it, weld it all together. Then we take the middle axle, slide it on back to the furthest position. Then we take our new tandem axle, uh, and we make these tandem axles from scratch. So, you know, we start with the with our custom center that has the pass-through, and then it's just three-and-a-half-inch tubing after that. So we bra- bracket the, the axle from A to Z, put the end plates on that will accept four Bronco uh, calipers and rotors and whatnot, and then we put that axle where the first axle used to be, and then we get to work on making custom drive shafts, and uh, obviously the gear ratios all have to match. If they could use a little more gear to get it out of the hole, um, duplicate the suspension one more time, and now you've got a rolling chassis. Then you get to work on the body. You know, we take the tailgate and the whole rear part of the vehicle, we sliced off of it, move it back, you know, 40 to 42 inches, and we start filling in the gaps. You know, start fabricating out of metal, fiberglass, or not to fill in the gaps and make it beautiful. That top is something I really like. Um, on my other Broncos, I, I made a slant back top for it, and I thought, you know, I want to keep the roll cage when you take the top off. One of the coolest things to me on the Bronco is that slanted roll cage. So, you know, a lot of the you know, six-by-six concepts I've seen, they lop off the roll cage and make it square so you have more of a pickup truck top on there. I wanted to slant the top to keep that roll cage. When you lose the top, boom, you still got that original badass look. And that's, uh, you know, yeah. a little bit of paint, a little bit of brake cleaner, you're done. <laughs> yeah, it's really a good-looking thing, and then hopefully – It'll inspire the uh, the Ford boys up here in Detroit to to make a pickup uh, truck competitor to the Jeep Gladiator. The, I think uh, not only is your uh, Bronco the first six wheel Bronco, but it's also the first Bronco uh, pickup. Uh, we love pickups up here in Detroit. The Gladiator on the Jeep side has been an enormous uh, hit, and, uh, and and of course you use uh, that chassis to make. Um, uh, what, the Hellfire and the Sinister 6? Uh, how long have you been making um, the, the Jeep six-wheel models? We've been doing it for five years now. Uh, we, uh, we, we started out with the Wrangler. The Gladiator didn't even exist when we were making it. We were turning Wranglers into pickup trucks, and we thought that was tremendous. And then Jeep came out and said, hey, here you go. Here's a pickup truck Jeep. This is what you've been waiting for. You can take the doors, top off, and it's a pickup truck. You use it for you know, some utilitarian stuff. Uh, then, then we ran down the road with the, with the Gladiator, and that was just such an awesome platform to build these six wheels off of. And I, and I think you're absolutely right. The next progression forward is to make a pickup truck Bronco, even if it's not six by six, because, you know, you, you get the best of both worlds. The doorless topless thing just changes the game, right? And then if you could put it all together and use it for work on Monday, well, what a bargain, right? Yeah, it's a great thing about competition is, uh, you got to expect these guys will be stepping up with newer and bigger products, and and that's you know that's going to be a challenge to you guys a little bit, uh, Joe. As as Ford knows uh, how 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 well you guys are doing in the aftermarket uh, with vehicles like this, and so they're they're stepping up. They're going to do a uh, Ford uh, Bronco Raptor, uh, not six wheels, still four wheels, but they're bringing in a four hundred horsepower version of their twin-turbo V6. 
So, Joe, you, I know you guys are making a – you guys are boosting uh, that Turbo 6 to 400 horsepower in the dark horse, but I, I assume you guys are going to go bigger at some point with the uh, engine in this uh, Bronco six-wheeler. We've got to pick up wherever they left off, right? So if they go to the wraps, I think it's this 400-horsepower monster. That's an awesome platform to start with. Then we yank that thing out. We throw in, you know, a, a supercharged Coyote motor in there. Uh, it was only a matter of time with the Jeeps when we started pitching in the Hellcat in there. Um, and once you have the electronics sorted out, the rest is all, you know, very straightforward mechanics. So that's what we're going to – that's it. ultimately where we have to go with this, right, is to put the uh, – the five-liter supercharged Coyote motor in there, unless you know some of our plans in the background we've been working on. We have an electric drop in that will give you a thousand horsepower, uh, but for another day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lots to uh, always, always got to keep an eye on the aftermarket guys. You guys are always doing special stuff. So, uh, so talk about then uh, how you take this to market. Uh, like a lot of aftermarket uh, folks, the uh, the uh, the auction world is important to you, isn't it? It really is. It's such a big stage for us, uh, and, and I appreciate the platform that Bear Jackson gives us because you get out there and tons and tons of people see this thing for the first time. And, you know, people can can ask whatever they want for a project you built. You know, you think you, you put your sweat, your tears into it, you think it's worth X, Y, and Z. It's worth what people want to pay for it, right? And Bear Jackson is the ultimate proof of that. You put the car out there. What it goes for, that's what this thing is worth, what somebody's willing to pay for. And so you guys will be taking build number one for the uh, Ford Bronco uh, Dark Horse. That'll go to auction when? That'll be April 9th right here in sunny Florida, Palm Beach. Yeah, that's fantastic. And, and so people who are interested in it, uh, do they they contact you? Do they contact Barrett Jackson? How do how do folks get access to that auction? So they can go on BarrettJackson.com and register. They can buy online or they can come in person. Our registration is a pretty straightforward, simple process, and there's no reserve on it. So literally, you know, whatever uh, whatever it stops off with, that's that's what it goes home for. They think it's worth a hundred bucks. It's going to go home for a hundred bucks. <laughs> Uh, we we talk a lot of racing on this uh, show, uh, boy. I I, uh, I would think there's there's got to be some demand out there from six wheelers to do some six wheel racing. Uh, you guys ever dabbled in putting together a six wheel race series? I would love that. I, I would absolutely love that. I got to get out of the shop and go. We'll do some of that fun stuff. But I would, I, you know, if there was a way to set that up, I'm I'm all this. <laughs> yeah, I would. Uh, some good promoter out there, I would think, uh, would see these vehicles, particularly again, given this uh, this uh, emerging competition between Ford and Jeep in this space. I, I would think that would be a tremendous uh, uh, competition. Um, so, Joe, uh, uh, how many? Uh, yeah, how many? How many apocalypse uh, uh, vehicles are, are out on the road today? We're putting the labels on number 156, so 155 of these things are out and running, and we've got 14 more in the production box right now. And uh, do, you, do you find clients all over the world for these, or uh, you're primarily your, your customer here in the United States? You know, surprisingly enough, many of our customers come from California, and it's, you know, the, that state has more restrictions on emissions and what you can drive and whatnot 
and our customers are all over there. Uh, we do sell some around the world. You know, we send a handful to to Africa, a handful to Asia, a bunch to uh, to Dubai. Uh, but I would say eighty percent of our sales right here in the states. Yeah, that's uh, a crazy. Uh, California is a crazy market. You see uh, everything out there. One of the, um, you know, we, we talk talk about the uh, the mid axle. We talk about the six wheels, the four hundred horsepower. But one of the things that, that really intrigues me about your car is is uh, uh, about this dark horse is that it, it's still a Bronco. You can still you can still uh, remove all the doors, go off roading in it. Uh, and so you guys, uh, you guys do something special with the interior here because at the end of the day, you got to be able to wash it out, right, Joe? Absolutely. So I'm using all, all leather you'd have on your boat, just marine grade. It's uh, marine grade leather, exactly what you have on your boat. So you can handle rain, you can get hosed out, you know, pull the plugs out of the truck and clean it up. Yeah, that's uh, that's the way it's got to be. I, I, I love a washable interior, especially in an off-road vehicle like this. Joe Gaddis, owner of Apocalypse Manufacturing, thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Yeah, this is this is really a unique vehicle. Uh, I encourage uh, folks out there listening to uh, go online, check it out. You've never seen anything like this before, and it is the world's first six-wheel Bronco. You're on Car Radio, 910 AM, the Superstation. We'll be right back after these messages. Visit Central Park Deli today and receive 10% off any purchase when ordering from our mobile app and enter promo code 910AM. Our new menu items include gluten-free wraps, spinach wraps, fried spicy buffalo cauliflower, and sweet potato maple cheesecake. Don't forget about our always delicious Seidgensburg corned beef, our fresh hand-patty charbroiled 100% premium beef burgers, and our homemade teriyaki stir-fries. Central Park Deli has curbside service available and DoorDash delivery. Come visit us today. Ready to put your career on the fast track? Get started at Wayne County Community College District. New programs, new facilities, and online services to walk you through registration to financial aid to career placement. It's a new day and a new way at WCCCD. So why wait? Find your opportunity at www.wcccd.edu today. Register now. WADL gets a facelift and is now My 38 Detroit. Along with a facelift comes new programming on Mondays at 8 p.m. Catch a two-hour block of Law & Order SVU. Tuesday, Chicago Fire. Wednesdays, Dateline. More Dateline and Chicago PD on Thursdays and on Fridays. You'll get more Chicago PD to start your weekend. We'll still have some of your favorite shows like Mom, Blackish, and Friends. Just adding more for you to enjoy on My 38. Balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I had no energy for months and months and months. I had no energy, and I'm a very active person. And my husband was noticing that I was tired all the time, and I was slow at everything that I was doing. And I kept listening to the commercials, and, you know, you don't know if something's going to help you or not, but I decided this was something I was going to do. And lo and behold, in about four days after taking them, I was repotting plants. I was doing other things. My husband said to me, you seem to have more energy. And I said, oh, yeah, I'm fine. And I'm telling you, nothing has ever made such a difference. 
So anyway, I'm very happy. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code RADIO5. My38 is offering a great special that cannot be refused. Are you looking for a great deal on TV advertising? Are you searching for an avenue to get your business name out to the public? With My38, we are offering a great special with 100 commercial ads for a great price. This offers for a 30-day ad placement. Please contact Jamie Harrington for more information at 248-357-4566. That's 248-357-4566. Or email at jamie at my38detroit.com. All right, welcome back into 910 AM, the Superstation. You're on car radio. Great to have you on here for our second hour and uh, talking about all kinds of stuff uh, today with uh, six-wheel Ford Broncos, uh, two-wheel uh, Monster Energy Supercross uh, uh, bike racing. Uh, but we're going to circle back here to uh, talk about electric cars, which is how we kicked off the show. Uh, we talked to Mark Gillies of uh, Volkswagen about uh, the debut of the long-awaited VW ID Buzz. Uh, Buzz sounds like bus, and that's on purpose because this ID Buzz is meant to uh, recall the famous iconic VW Microbus from the 1950s and 1960s. We're joined by Eric Peters. Auto writer, good friend of the program, who wrote about this uh, this week. Eric, how are you? I'm good. I'm cold. The climate has changed here again. We're back into the Arctic wasteland after uh, a nice couple of days of early spring. Yeah, it's, uh, it's remarkable how the uh, climate changes regularly from uh, winter to spring to fall. Um, <laughs> and thank God for Eric, you, you, you really wrote a... Uh, <laughs> you wrote a, uh, a really interesting piece uh, this week in the wake of VW's uh, um, introduction of its ID uh, buzz, and, and I thought made a, a really interesting point. As much as the ID buzz is getting uh, its uh, expected buzz uh, in the automotive community, uh, this is a very different microbus from the icon that it recalls from the 1950s and 60s, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. In fact, I, I sort of uh, uh, used the whole buzz thing uh, to make some hippie references, which I thought were apt, because, you know, the old hippies loved the bus because it was a really cheap way to get around, wasn't it? Uh, based on the old Beetle with the air-cooled engine in the back, and, you know, they put, putted around. I think the classic microbus had a top speed with the wind at your back of around maybe 70 miles an hour, maybe. But it was a great vehicle if you needed a cheap way to get around. Uh, this, new, this new buzz that's designed to bring back memories of the original is really more for the urban hipster people because it starts at about $40,000. Apparently, Volkswagen hasn't officially released the number yet, 
but it looks like it's going to start around 40000 and fully optioned out, it's around $60,000. Now, it's a very interesting and neat vehicle in a number of ways, but the last thing it is is a, uh, an inexpensive way for, for hippies or for young people to get around in. Yes, and it's uh, it's an interesting anecdote for the car industry today. Um, you know, VW uh, really cut its teeth uh, in this market, offering uh, affordable vehicles. I mean, vehicles that, uh, that that people, young people, could truly buy as their first car. Whether it was a VW Bug that sold hundreds of thousands of copies in the early 1960s, or whether it's the microbus that you just referenced, also a very cheap uh, way to, to, to carry around a lot of people in free rows. But these were really aimed, these were, these were mass volume cars, and, and we're at a point now uh, in the auto market, very strange time in the auto market in which the industry and the government together are telling us that the future of vehicles is electric cars, but they're not talking about entry-level vehicles. We're talking about very expensive vehicles. And, and uh, whether you're talking about a Tesla Model S or whether you're talking about a $45,000 VW ID4, which is a very similar product to the ID Buzz, these are not affordable cars. These are not mass market cars. Um, that, 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 I know that strikes uh, you as, as odd. It strikes me as odd. Well, it strikes me as fundamentally untenable. Uh, you know, Volkswagen, as you know, uh, translates into people's car, and the idea was to provide a car for pretty much everybody. Before I became uh, a car journalist, when I was in college and shortly after college, I drove a used uh, 74 Super Beetle, that I picked up for 700 bucks, and it was a great vehicle for a young guy without a lot of money uh, to get from A to B and to get to work and to sort of be that first rung on the ladder up. Now, these electric cars, they've got a variety of virtues, but affordability isn't one of them, and I think that's why they tout things such as performance. In the case of the Tesla, it's a very quick car. Uh, it's a high-performance vehicle. Uh, or they tout uh, the coolness of the retro styling, as in the case of this ID Buzz, and the fact that it has all these modular, neat features. But the last thing it is is affordable, and that's a real problem because they're trying to make these into mass market vehicles, but most people cannot afford to spend forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000 on a vehicle. It's just not going to pencil out. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it makes for a curious conversation. I, I own a Tesla Model 3 Performance. I mean, it's, it's the coolest car I've ever owned. It's, uh, it, it's, it's, it's very different. Uh, I, I admire Tesla for basically tearing up the uh, tear, tear, tearing up the, um, the blueprint for a car. Totally looking at the car in a different way. It's a spectacular car to drive, both in terms of electric torque and in terms of uh, uh, the way the interior works with constant over-the-air updates. But it's a sixty-thousand-dollar car. And Eric, you know, you look at uh, the history of automobiles. Go back to the Ford Model. Uh, T that Henry Ford made. What made what what established that car? What made that car revolutionary was it was accessible to everyone. Uh, sold millions of copies because it was affordable. Uh, then you go uh, as as uh, you just referenced. Then you go to the 1950s, the post-war period in this country, 
and uh, people are getting you know back to normal, getting into the car market again. Here comes VW uh, with this affordable bug, with this affordable microbus. Again, making vehicles are affordable to everybody. Now we're told we're on the cusp of another revolution, but that revolution is not being led by affordable cars. Um, how, how do you how do you make sense of that? How how are are, are we going to – is this just a niche in your opinion? Well, I think ultimately unless some way is found to dramatically reduce the cost of these vehicles, it's going to wind up restricting mobility. And that's why I think you're hearing a lot of talk, I'm sure you're very familiar with this, in the car industry of rather than selling cars, selling transportation as a service. Uh, in other words, uh, whether it's a lease, uh, whether it's some kind of ride-sharing deal, an app on your phone, you have access to the vehicle to take you from one point to another point. That's the only way that I can see this working. I think that uh, a lot of people are simply going to say, you know, much as I'd like to own an electric car, I can't afford to spend forty or $50,000 on an electric car, and that's just the bottom line. It doesn't really matter how neat it is, how interesting the technology is, if you can't afford it. You know, I'd like to have a private airplane. I've always wanted to have my own private airplane, but it's out of my budget, and so I don't have a private airplane. I, I personally think the real tragedy here is that the government, through the regulations and the mandates, has been forcing electric cars, and for that reason has been creating a perverse incentive for electric cars. I think if the free market were allowed to operate, probably what we'd have right now is a selection of uh, short-range city-type electric cars on the lower end, for people, that would make sense. You know, if you want to buy something like the vehicles they have in China that you can pick up for around 10000 bucks, they're not meant for the highway. They're meant to kind of knock around the city. And then on the other end, you might have vehicles like your Tesla for people who want a high-performance vehicle and perhaps have the budget to afford that. That makes sense to me. Instead, we're trying to get this one-size-fits-all electric car, which doesn't fit practically anybody. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, yeah as, as always, uh, yeah, markets make a lot more uh, sense out of consumers than, uh, than than government mandates do, and and really, Eric, you know, you just look at the last two decades. I mean, who would have thought twenty years ago that seventy seventy five percent of sales today would be SUVs? I mean, that's been entirely uh, uh, market driven. It was a little, I guess, it was it, it, government to some degree had had something to do with that uh way back in way back with the cafe laws that sort of perversely uh forced manufacturers to to build more vehicles but yeah even twenty years ago it'd be hard to predict today that everybody would be driving around high riding s u v s sure well, as you say the the cafe regs essentially uh eliminated the vehicles that you and I grew up with that were the mass market family type cars that were large American sedans generally. Uh, that could seat six people comfortably and had big trucks and were, and for, were for that reason viable as family cars. Uh, when the cafe regs got those cars off the market for the most part, except in the luxury segment, the little cars that remained were not viable as family cars. So we got these crossovers and these SUVs, which did have the room and became very popular for that reason. So it's interesting that the market always responds to correct some of the artificialities that are induced into the market by these regulations and mandates that have all these unintended consequences, and sometimes they're just not for the best. Eric, uh, hang on there. We're going to uh, take a break here and uh, hear from our sponsors. And on the other side, we're going to talk more 
electric vehicles with Eric Peters. You're on 910 AM Car Radio. Attention. Do you owe back taxes, fines, and penalties to the IRS? The IRS now offers new relief options for taxpayers affected by COVID-19, but you can't go it alone. Call Tax Solutions now. Our team of former IRS agents and tax professionals can get you the best deal. We know the COVID-19 rules. Call us and never speak to the IRS again. I couldn't sleep. We were being audited. I called Tax Solutions now and a great big weight was lifted off my shoulders. I called Tax Solutions now and they got the IRS off my back. Tax Solutions now had my wage garnishment lifted in 48 hours. The virus has caused the IRS to take extensive action to help taxpayers. So if you owe $10,000 or more, this is the best time in years to settle your tax debt. I qualified for the Fresh Start program. I paid less than I owed. Remember, the IRS will not give up until you pay. Call 800-683-9499. 800-683-9499. The Word Network has been broadcasting inspirational messages around the world since the year 2000. And we keep giving getting bigger and better and more innovative seen all around the world we bring you the best teaching impartation singing and inspiration if you want original programming we have that too the word network is your exclusive source for all things inspiration and we can be found on every device imaginable if you want to be uplifted and inspired you need the word network Did you know most vitamin supplements don't even come from food? Even the products with colorful fruits and vegetables adorning the labels are seldom derived from produce. Typically, supplements are synthetic, made in a laboratory. Modern science may synthetically imitate these chemicals, but your body isn't fooled. It knows the difference, and it craves quality materials to build, repair, and fight illness. You need to consume fruits and vegetables daily in a variety of colors, as well as whole grains and other fresh food. That's why I formulated Balance of Nature. I wanted to be able to give my patients a natural alternative to the cheap, unnatural chemistry by giving them real fruits and vegetables. In fact, the only ingredients inside a balance of nature are whole fruits and vegetables. Don't settle for imitation nutrition. Reach for the good stuff, the real stuff. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com. Get 35% off your first preferred order by using discount code RADIO5. 910 AM Superstation has the greatest advertising deal ever with our Godfather package. 200 spots for $500 with a must-air-within-30-day policy. That is only $2.50 per spot, and we will even produce the spots free. That's right, free. Call Jamie Harrington now at 248-357-4566. That's 248-357-4566. All right, welcome back into 910 AM. You're on car radio. And we're talking to Eric Peters, one of the most thoughtful auto writers out, out there. You can find uh, his work at ericpetersautos.com. And, uh, and in particular, uh, we're discussing uh, a, a article he just wrote, A Buzz for Rich Hippies, which is uh, an interesting take on the VWID Buzz electric microbus that was just introduced by Volkswagen. Uh, Eric, um, you know, why on the clock, uh, I'm, I'm interested in your and your take on the current spike 
in uh, in uh, gas prices over to over four dollars a gallon. Um, it's as much as seven dollars a gallon in places in this country like Los Angeles. Uh, you wind the clock back uh, 14 years to 2008 was the last time we had gas gas prices over four dollars a gallon, and the uh, market uh, sort of shifted a little bit back toward sedans, back toward more fuel-efficient sedans. Now, uh, with gasoline over $4 a gallon again, you hear a lot of talk from uh, policymakers in Washington in particular at the White House podium saying this is the opportunity for people to buy electric cars. Do you think that's going to happen, or do you think people are just going to go find more affordable gas cars again? Yeah, well, you know, I, I heard something the other day. I wish I could take credit for this for having thought of it, but I didn't. And it, it summoned the old Marie Antoinette line about let them eat cake, and the line was let them eat Teslas. Uh, and, you know, I'm not trying to insult Tesla, but what my point is that uh, it's it's just fatuous to tell people that the way to save money on gas is to spend forty or $50,000 on a car. I, how does that – at the end of the day, if you're spending money, you're spending money whether it's on gas or on the car. So you're not going to save money by spending 40 grand on a vehicle rather than 20 grand on a vehicle. 20 grand even at $5 a gallon buys a whole lot of gas. It, it doesn't work out. And I think that these people who are saying that are, are, are either utterly divorced from reality because they, they are in a bracket. They're so affluent that for them, spending $40,000, $50,000 on a car, doesn't everybody do that? Maybe in D.C., maybe in L.A., maybe in San Francisco, but in flyover country for most people, and I live in a rural area, that's a lot of money, and they just can't do it. Or they're simply contemptuous and don't care. It's not their problem. You know, it doesn't bother them that they're pricing a lot of people out of personal mobility and out of the ability to, you know, to get to work or to live in an area that's not urban because they can no longer afford to drive from their rural property, let's say, into an urban area where the jobs are. Yeah, and I, I, the, the other piece of that is not only are electric vehicles uh, ten, fifteen thousand dollars more than comparable gas cars, but they also really require a shift in uh, thinking about personal transportation. I mean, you have to go out, yep. uh, buy a six hundred dollar wall charger, two forty volt wall charger. You have to bring in an electrician to wire your house. Uh, it's, it's about you know, it's a pretty significant expenditure. Uh, assuming you own a house, uh, sure. to, to convert your garage to electrification. Whereas um, if you're somebody who's uh, just looking for more affordable transportation uh, uh, and you own an apartment, I mean, your your only alternative is really going to be a gas car, isn't it? Sure, absolutely. Uh, and something else that's not often addressed uh, with regard to this issue that I think is it's something that really needs to be addressed. If, in a hypothetical scenario, we replace, let's say, half of the current vehicle fleet with electric cars, where is the generating capacity going to come from to power the additional load on the grid? Nobody seems to want to talk about that, and it's an extremely important substantive issue. Yeah, and, and yeah, and that's uh, yeah, that's uh, the, the grid is not something that's. Uh, being favorably viewed by politicians these days uh, either. I mean, they're, they're trying to get rid of uh, fossil fuel production, whether it's natural gas or whether it's 
Cole, Eric, a uh, uh, final uh, topic for you. One of the vehicles um, that presumably benefited back in 2008 when uh, gas prices uh, will last over $4 a gallon was the VW Beetle. Uh, the VW Beetle uh, had been brought back in the late, late 1990s, much like the VW ID Buzz is being brought back today as a, uh, a trendy, iconic car. The VW Beetle no longer exists uh, today. It went out of production in 2019. Talk about that, but this brief reappearance of the VW Beetle. Yeah, well, I think a lot of people were thirsting for these retro and iconic vehicles, vehicles, and I think with regard to Volkswagens in general, not just the Beetle, at that time, circa 2009, Volkswagen was offering a full line of TDI turbo diesel engines in, in pretty much every vehicle they sold at that time. And those TDI diesel engines were capable of getting better than 50 miles per gallon on the highway. I know I test drove these brand-new cars and they routinely exceeded the EPA model trades. They had ranges on a full tank of 600-plus miles. They were extraordinarily competitive with hybrids. And, uh, frankly, you know, if you look at them and the cost of those things versus an electric car, I remember um, test driving a brand-new Volkswagen Jetta with the TDI engine that, that got about 54 miles per gallon on the highway. And as I recall, you could pick one of those things up for about $23,000. You know, so that's that's what is that, about uh, – $17,000 less, I guess, than, than a current uh, electric entry-level vehicle. So you can see how you know, the math difference would work out in favor of somebody who's on a limited budget, and pretty much all of us are on a limited budget. And it's just absolutely tragic that those diesel engines got taken off the market over this. If you look into it, this picky and pedantic, you know, they, they cheated the government on the, on the emission certification test, but the amount at issue, if you dig into it, was extremely small and probably inconsequential. And for that reason, they ended up taking these high-efficient, affordable cars off the market, and now they're forcing on to the market these electric cars that, for the most part, only affluent people can afford to buy. Yeah, I think, uh, boy, people love uh, 50 mile per gallon TDI diesels right about now. Mm -hmm. uh, Eric, uh, uh, thanks uh, for joining us today. Always good talking to you, and, uh, and, and uh, look forward to talking to you again soon. Sounds good, Henry. Thanks for having me on. All right. Uh, that's Eric Peters. Find all his uh, good work at ericpeters.com. Uh, for our last segment today, uh, we're going to talk about Lincolns. Uh, we were uh, talking earlier in the program about the 100th anniversary of Lincoln celebrated down at the Amelia uh, last week, and I recently had a chance to sit down with Joy Filatico, who is the president of Lincoln Motor Company, about the new 2023 Lincoln Navigator Spectacular Vehicle. Here's that interview. All right, this is Henry Payne from 910 AM Radio out in Arizona. Beautiful day. And uh, joined by Joy Filatico, who is the president of uh, the Lincoln brand. And Joy, how are you? Great. Nice to have you out here with us, Henry, in Arizona. Well, it's great to be out here with the Lincoln Navigator. This is your uh, halo vehicle. Uh, this this um, uh, vehicle defines Lincoln in so many ways. And uh, is 2018 when this was introduced? When did you introduce the Navigator? In 2017, actually, was yeah. the model year. Yeah, and, and uh, immediately got attention from folks. And, and really, I think for the first time, uh, Escalade, Cadillac Escalade, sort of owned this space in terms of 
um, in terms of gravitas. And you guys brought this vehicle in and sort of established a new standard. You know, you walk up to it and the vehicle would wake up and recognize you had these incredible turbine wheels, which are my favorite wheels in the business. Uh, it's done very well for you guys. Yes, it has. And you know what you just described, uh, waking up to you, that was what we called Lincoln Embrace, and that became one of our signature features. But actually, if you go back in time, we created the segment in 1998 yeah. with the very first uh, large segment utility of the Lincoln Navigator. And as we celebrate our 100th anniversary this year, that's one thing that we think about is creating that iconic Navigator that really established this segment, which is so important to the industry and certainly to the Lincoln brand. Yeah, and and uh, and and that's also become a very uh, unique uh, space for Detroit in general. I mean, uh, you know, the Europeans are very tough to compete against in luxury, but because uh, Detroit is so good in the truck space, you guys are able to take essentially a, a truck ladder frame t uh, platform with tremendous towing ability. And you guys, uh, along with uh, the other folks down there in uh, Detroit, really dominate uh, this space. Yeah, you know, that's a very good point. And for Lincoln, for us, it's like playing to our strengths when we lean into an SUV, to your point. And, and the Ford Motor Company in Lincoln, we know how to make uh, SUVs. We're really excited since we, since you mentioned that we uh, came out with that all new and made the splash. We have doubled our share. We're at 20% now. Hmm. Our customer age is the youngest in the portfolio at 50, and we have a conquest of 36% into into the climate. Some very loyal client base as well. So very important segment, as you said, for the industry and for, for Lincoln. Yeah, and as I said, I, mean, I feel like this particular edition, uh, you guys created the segment, but this particular edition of the Navigator, uh, you just took it to another level. Uh, so now here we come with the mid-size, uh, with the mid-cycle refresh. Uh, talk about that a little bit. How, how do you make an icon better? Thank you. Yeah, so super excited about this product. The team is thrilled with it and proud of the great work they've done to take this vehicle and elevate it to the next level. You're going to see two new black label themes, Central Park, which is absolutely beautiful, and Invitation. Some real goodies inside on that interior. A new black label grill that it gives the vehicle even more a commanding presence. Um, interior, you know, we love to own that interior space. We've taken our fantastic uh, massaging, a multi-contour seat from the front row and put them in the second row. So no more calling shotgun um, and getting that seat to be able to have that massage seat. We have that in the uh, second row as well. We've got Lincoln Play with Fire TV now. So for those second row, uh, some excellent uh, technology there for our clients. And the thing I'm really excited about this vehicle is this is our first execution of hands-free assist driving. All right, we're going to take a break. And on the other side, we'll continue our conversation with Joyce Lodico of Lincoln. Do you have an idea for an invention or new product? Do you think companies would be interested in your idea? Do you want to try to get a patent? Then call InventHelp now. InventHelp keeps your idea confidential and explains every step of the invention process. We create professional materials representing your idea and submit it to companies who are looking for new ideas. We have more than 9,000 companies who have agreed to review ideas in confidence. If a company shows interest in manufacturing your invention, we can negotiate on your behalf. We have helped over 10,000 clients receive 
patents. We also offer services including 3D modeling and animation demonstrating your idea, prototyping services, and we use state-of-the-art technology to show InventHelp client ideas to additional companies. Join the thousands of people just like you who chose InventHelp to pursue their idea. We are experienced. We are working for you. We are InventHelp. Call us for free information at 1-800-460-1663. That's 1-800-460-1663. Again, 1-800-460-1663. WADL gets a facelift and is now My 38 Detroit. Along with a facelift comes new programming on Mondays at 8 p.m. Catch a two-hour block of Law & Order SVU. Tuesday, Chicago Fire. Wednesdays, Dateline. More Dateline and Chicago PD on Thursdays and on Fridays. You'll get more Chicago PD to start your weekend. We'll still have some of your favorite shows like Mom, Blackish, and Friends. Just adding more for you to enjoy on My 38. Balance of Nature's Fruits and Vegetables in a Capsule. Changing the world one life at a time. I had no energy. For months and months and months, I had no energy, and I'm a very active person. And my husband was noticing that I was tired all the time, and I was slow at everything that I was doing. And I kept listening to the commercials, and, you know, you don't know if something's going to help you or not, but I decided this was something I was going to do. And lo and behold, in about four days after taking them, I was repotting plants. I was doing other things. My husband said to me, you seem to have more energy. And I said, oh, yeah, I'm fine. And I'm telling you, nothing has ever made such a difference. So anyway, I'm very happy. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code RADIO5. My38 is offering a great special that cannot be refused. Are you looking for a great deal on TV advertising? Are you searching for an avenue to get your business name out to the public? With My38, we are offering a great special with 100 commercial ads for a great price. This offers for a 30-day ad placement. Please contact Jamie Harrington for more information at 248-357-4566. That's 248-357-4566. Or email at jamie at my38detroit.com. All right, welcome back into Car Radio. We continue our interview with Joy Filatico, president of Lincoln Motor Company. <laughs> I've uh, I've been in a few self-driving uh, uh, cars, and and I've been in the Ford uh, version. It's very good. I look forward to uh, getting in the one with the uh, the Navigator. So, uh, so so you got the second row seat. How about the third row, folks? What do you got for them back there in the third row of the Navigator? Well, we do have a nice third row, but uh, we'll have to work on that next. <laughs> I'm, fine, I'm the one back there in that uh, third row now when I have my friends in the vehicle. Um, but we're really, it's really uh, making, you know, the, the Lincoln Navigator and the client that drive, they want to be the hostess with the most for everybody at clients. And they want, you know, the people that have in that front row experience to also have it in the second row. And that's what we learned with our clients. So we really think this is going to be a big hit for us, having that second row with the same features as the front. Well, uh, you've been You've been with this brand. You've been in this segment for a while. Uh, electronics are really changing this industry, and uh, I, I come on a program like this uh, with a, with a high-end uh, luxury brand, and I almost feel like I'm going on a cruise. 
as much as I'm uh, going about going uh, to, to drive a car because there are you, you can make this sanctuary, you can make this interior uh, increasingly like somebody's home. I mean, that's what you're doing with uh, with with Amazon Fire and bringing in the back seat. Is, is this the biggest change you've seen in the industry? This 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 electronic. Uh, invasion of the of the uh, vehicle. Yeah, I think you know we look at it as these digital experiences, mm -hmm. and you're right. It is it's making it a game changer. I mean, obviously you have to have you know beautiful, expressive design on the exterior, but now this interior is a whole new space that you can do these amazing things with. Um, this vehicle has Lincoln en enhanced, so it's going to have over-the-air updates. So it's going to get better over time. And to your point, a lot of that's going to come in digital technology. So Lincoln Play will have new features in the future to upgrade. Um, Active Glide will get better over time. All those things are going to continue to enhance, and we're going to continue to look for things that uh, our clients say will make their life more effortless and bring those features into the vehicle over time and keep making that vehicle more valuable for our clients. Yeah, yeah. I was talking to your interior designer, uh, what's his name? Ryan. Yeah, I was yeah. talking to Ryan and I said, Ryan, what's your favorite uh, Lincoln of all time? He says, 62 Lincoln Continental. That's that's the, the, the those lines, I, I love that car. But I said, what's your favorite Lincoln interior? And it's now. I mean, you know, you can, you can go back. And there are a lot of iconic vehicles in, uh, in Lincoln and Ford's history. But the interiors today, I, I think we're, 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 at the, uh, we're at the summit of, of interiors that we've ever seen. I think I agree with you. I think we're doing some amazing things. And if you think about Lincoln, it really comes from our heritage. Um, we did, used to do these partnerships with, you know, Cartier, uh, Givenchy, Puccio, uh, where we would make these beautiful interiors. We're making them on our own now. Um, the two uh, uh, themes that we're launching on Black Label this year, Invitation and Central Park, they have this beautiful etched wooding in them. In them, you know, one is an open pour walnut. The other one's a kaya wood. You know, the Central Park has the the schematic of the the map of the park in it. Just beautiful things we can do in these interiors that we just didn't do in the past. So it's yeah. really exciting. Yeah, no, it's it's stunning. It's stunning to get into these black label products. I mean, to see the etching in the Central Park uh, on, on on that wood. It's it's really gorgeous stuff. And to reassure our listeners, everything still works in the cockpit. I mean, you know, the the uh, the dials are in the right place, uh, the massage buttons are in the right place. It's easy to find stuff, even with all this technology. Uh, other big transformation going on in this industry is is electrification. Uh, you guys have made a commitment to go. Uh, you, you tell me what the commitment is, but by 2030, you guys want to have a lot more electric vehicles in the market. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Well, today we have two hybrid electric vehicles in the market as well, our Aviator Prehab and the Corsair. And by 2030, we plan to electrify the lineup. So that means we'll be looking to go fully electric across uh, the lineup. And so our, our, the way we're looking at this is we're looking at the use cases for our clients. And we have this new flex, flexible architecture. Um, and obviously, it's going to be even more capable with the electrical architecture and software, like we talked with that, uh, with the uh, Lincoln Enhance. And we're looking at the use cases for our clients and really reimagining what the silhouette, silhouette needs to look like and what experiences we can create in these vehicles. Because as you know, with that interior on an electric vehicle, you've got even more interior space, more room to work with, more areas to create the sanctuary. 
Yeah, but, but at the same time, I mean, one of the one of the glories of a of a navigator is it's got I don't know 500 miles of range. I mean, it's a, it's a wonderful trip car. You can throw 5,000 pounds uh, of, of, of boat behind it and tow it forever. Today, I'm a Tesla owner. I mean, uh, electric vehicles are really pretty limited to metro vehicles. I mean, they're they're good. Plug them in at the house. Do your daily chores. What are you hearing from your customers in terms of what they want from electric cars? Yeah, our, our uh, Shepherd Warrior that drives our, our uh, Lincoln Navigator is a road warrior. They do take really long trips. I mean, they're uh, doing a lot of sports on the weekends where they're driving two or three or 400 miles. They're, you know, getting packing up the vehicle, going to Hilton Head Island and, you know, going as far as they can before they, they take a rest. Um, and to your point, they're towing up, at, up to 8,700 pounds, by the way. <laughs> they're towing in our, in our uh, Navigator. So we do think that, you know, over time, uh, there will be a full electrification of the lineup. But we're looking at the use cases and seeing which are the ones that are more practical at this earlier time when maybe there are some more range constraints. Um, and, you know, we haven't figured out all the battery chemistry yet. I mean, we know that we can get a, a good range today, um, but we want to, we know for our clients, the ability to be able to charge quickly and stay on the road is, is a big issue as well. So there's a lot of infrastructure that has to be, uh, you know, really established across the whole United States. So we're, we're bringing that into our thinking as we're sequencing and we're timing our products across uh, the next, you know, 10 years, if you will. Yeah, that's going to be fascinating to watch. Last question for you. Um, I, I, I've driven this car all morning. Uh, very easy car to, to, uh, to, to drive. Uh, for me, I, I, my favorite part of this car is actually the back seat. I mean, it, it, it is big. I'm a six foot five guy. And uh, if I was on a journey with this vehicle, I, I would like to be in the second row seat, massaging, watching, um, trying to survive on Netflix. Uh, what's your favorite aspect of the Navigator? So I, I'm with you. I love the massaging seat. I love to be able to have that moment of relaxation in the vehicle, driving home from work, and you know you can still be thinking, but you're you can be thinking on your own time with your own thoughts from a long day, and get that feeling of rejuvenation from the, the massaging seat. That's my favorite part of the vehicle. Yeah, that's a great vehicle. Joy, thanks for and joining I, us. I oh. love. I gotta say, I love that HUD too. That heads-up display. I love driving with that. I don't. I can't go. I can't drive a vehicle without it now. <laughs> yeah, the bigger the better. Bigger screen, bigger grill, bigger heads-up display. Thank you. All right, that will do it for us today here at Car Radio. I think we uh, covered the landscape there, everything from the VW ID Buzz electric microbus to the six-wheel uh, apocalypse dark horse Ford Bronco to two-wheel Motor, uh, motorbike racing down at Supercross in Ford Field. Uh, had it all for you today. I'm Henry Payne, auto columnist for Detroit News. Join us again next week for another edition of Car Radio. In the meantime, keep the shiny side up. The following message has been brought to you by the doctors of Horsley Foot and Ankle. Thick, dark fungus nails? We treat that. Those hideous bunions and hammer tones? We treat that. What about those thick corns and calluses? We treat that too. I 
suffer from foot pain and heel pain. We treat that. Even falls, breaks, and sprains? We most definitely treat that. Let the board-certified podiatrist of Horsley Foot and Ankle Surgeons treat all your foot and ankle needs. Call us today at 248-559-5200. That's 248-559-5200. Horsley Foot and Ankle is Metro Detroit's premier foot and ankle specialist. Make your appointment today. Call 248-559-5200. Diabetic feet? We treat that. Painful legs and cramps? We treat that. Numbness and tingling? We treat that too. Horsley Foot and Ankle treats it all. Make your appointment today. Call 248-559-5200. Log on to horsleyfoot.com for more info. If you've been injured in a car, truck, or motorcycle accident, the insurance companies never want to pay. Hello. Listen, David, I'm telling you, we won't pay. No, I'm looking at the case right now, and you will pay. No, we won't. I'm absolutely positive that you will pay. No. Okay, that's it. When the insurance companies say they won't pay, I will make them pay you. Get the money you deserve at GetDavidGetPaid.com. (laughs) <laughs> the oldest, the strongest, 50,000 watts, only urban talk radio station in town. WFDF. 9 to a.m. superstations line up like no other. We have the foot soldiers Brenda Hill, Miko Williams, Horace Sheffield, and Adolph Mongo. Charlene Mitchell, host of Mind Your Business. <laughs> Sam Little in the no bluff zone. WFDF. Sports. Lamar Whitley, DJ Johnson, the big fella, and Sports Talk with Mark Jones. Kerry Jackson, your urban conservative. Jewel Jones. We've got that. Law. Sandy Hughes O'Brien, Fonda Evans, and Judge Nance.